0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender with me is Adam Ronis. We're here from Fantasy Alarm on the Sawdust Podcast Network. What's going on, Ronis? How was the weekend? How'd waivers treat you? I know Sundays are a tough day for you. You got to get up early in the morning. Oh, it was Mother's Day, too. So you to get up early in the morning and go play softball and then say hi to your mother and then deal with waivers and stuff like that. Oh, you got up extra early because I know that you also. Wish Lisa and happy birthday before I did, and I was up at the ass crack of dawn.
1: Well, I get up early on Sundays to play softball, so when I woke up, I sent her the text. Uh, it was uh, seven thirty a.m. Eastern, so yeah. I mean, softball was uh, we 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 played the easy part of our schedule. We're six and zero, and we won sixteen to one and eighteen nothing or something like that. So. Who are you playing uh, like third graders? You
0: play nah, the local they, elementary school?
1: Nah, we just we just happen to get the easy part of the schedule early in the year, but we will be challenged this week. We have a really good team, so we'll we'll find out. I think we're good, but you know we're really going to be challenged this week. Um, and then yeah, waivers. I thought was kind of quiet this week. There was no huge bids, no player that really stood out. I didn't. I don't think I saw any triple digit bids. Um, you know, obviously I did. Fill in the gaps, plug in some players for injuries, but yeah, nothing. I, this was the quietest week in Tout Wars that I've seen in a long time. There was not a lot of bids, or not a lot of high dollar bids. Um, I only put in two bids, and I actually got one of them, which I was kind of surprised. It was it was Brandon Crawford for seven bucks, <clears throat> and I didn't really. This is the one thing about Tout Wars. I mean, yours is different; it's sale only, so I don't know if you. It's probably you probably can't relate. But the thing with towers is when you add a player, they automatically go in your lineup. So like this week, I didn't really have a need. There was no pitchers I wanted to add. But I wanted to put Colin Moran on the injured list and add a bat because it left me with um, two bench bats. And one of them is Kevin Newman, who sucks. So I was like, damn, Brendan Crawford's out there. I really don't need him, but he should be rostered in a 15 team league. He's off to a good start san francisco is not a bad lineup so i want to add him but i'm not going to spend a lot and i put in the bid and got him so oh no i actually i did drop newman okay i made another move to put Moran on the injured list that was activating i think pearson so yeah i i I mean i rather have crawford on my bench than newman but now i got to start crawford this week and i had to make a, a decision to bench uh uh, I wound up taking Manny Margot and Austin Hayes out of my lineup to get Josh Rojas in, too. The guy's been on fire, has seven games this week, even though he's not on the lineup on Monday. And I was uh, railing on Tony Lavello last week because Rojas homered four times in five days and then had the day off. I think it was Friday or no Thursday. Or I was like, well, what are you doing, man? I think this is the stupidest shit in the world. The guy's on fire. He's the guy that got off to a really slow start. You worry about his confidence. He gets on fire and then you fucking sit him. I'm like, what? Now, I think he sat him on Monday because they have not been off since last Monday and they don't have a day off until like the 24th. So I'm like, all right, he's probably just giving him a day off, get guys in. Uh, But I wanted to get Rojas in the lineup this week because I didn't have him in last week when he was on fire. So that's the one thing about tout is you can't just add guys to put on your bench, even if you want to add a rookie, you know. But uh, yeah, I thought overall, though, it was a quiet week. The highest bid in tout was thirty five bucks.
0: But that's a and that's a 15-team mixed
1: league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know and yeah. you're an ale only, so it's different. It's like if you add someone that probably you know either just got a job called Trevor Larnack, maybe, or something like that. Yeah. So Larnak, it's different.
0: Yeah. Larnak went for uh, he went for 337, which is you know it's uh,
1: risky because it's he that, yeah, lead.
0: he's 24 years old and he's never played in the majors before. <laughs> and you know, they they still have Kyle Garlick there who, you know, has been hitting okay. He hasn't been phenomenal. But if Larnack doesn't hit, then, you know, uh, yeah, well, they're not going to just send him right back down and bring somebody else up?
1: Well, I think he'll get an extended opportunity. He's a first-round pick. So yeah. he'll have to perform, obviously. And we don't know Alex Kirilov's situation. I mean, this risk might be a problem. We know Buxton's going to be out five weeks, if not more. So he'll have an opportunity. Look, in an AL only, it's hard to judge that bid because that person might have several injuries, and they go, you know what? If I don't add someone now and get at-bats, my season's over. Understanding that, okay, he, he could get sent down in two weeks. So it's a risk-reward. He didn't really go for high prices in the leagues that I saw. Even I think my NFBC main event, I think he only won for 21. Um, what did he go for in- how come I don't see? Oh, he went for $13 in the mixed league. I put in. No, I took my bid out because I'm like, I kind of don't need him. I hate that, though, because you know what happens? Your team is good now. You're in good shape. And then in two weeks, you look back and go, oh, man, if I would have added that guy. But you didn't need him at the time. And I hate that shit. It's happened to me before. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm good this week. You know, every uh, everything looks good. I want this guy. But do I really need him? Then he goes in a lineup. And then two weeks go by the guys on fire. And you're like, shit, I could have picked him up for 14 bucks.
0: Yeah, you know, it's kind of like uh it's kind of like not going after uh you know some good starting pitching that might still be available. Uh only to learn that Jacob deGrom is actually going to go on the IL this week. Well uh, You should have known that was coming though. What's that? You yeah,
1: should have known that was coming. You definitely
0: should have known it was coming. You definitely should have known. But again, until well, they actually make, the make move. that move, right. in most leagues that we do, you can't do it.
1: Right. I have him in labor, of course. Yeah. I, again that team is just oh man. It's just I told my friend, I'm like, you want a copy of my labor team so you know who's gonna get hurt or perform like shit? Cause I had Dolis <laughs> Dolis go on the injured list. Oh, here's here's the best. So last week I'm like, all right, you know what? Let me max Stassi is back. He's pretty good. Angel's alive. Let me pick him up and drop you on Gomes. So I do that in like a day. Stassi goes on the injured list, Gomes gets hot. Try to get going back. I can't. I mean, I activate Yelich last week on Monday. He immediately goes on the injured list, and so then I got six days of zeros. I activate Juan Soto, and he doesn't even start the first three games. It's just like that is a league that's just like anything that can go wrong will. So you probably want a, a copy of that roster so you know what players are gonna either get hurt or underperform. <laughs> You're
0: gonna tank it. going absolutely it's
1: insane. And Ariel Cohen actually tried to, uh, he wanted DeGrom for me. He offered Bryce Harper. And I was like, this was like, I don't know, a few days ago. I was like, yeah, I'm not ready to do anything yet, but we'll see. You know? And he's like, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll come back and talk in a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the low ball offers to start rolling in on the, uh, in the two leagues that I have DeGrom. One of which is, uh, is the SiriusXM host league. Um, I took him right in front of uh, Anthony Aniano just to just to fuck with him because <laughs> <laughs> I'm good like that. But then I didn't, you know, in, in one of my home leagues, um, I took DeGrom and uh, and the Met fan, you know, one of the Met fans in my league who is just bonkers, was immediately trying to make trades with me um, from moment one. I'm like, dude, yeah. You're not giving. You're not even remotely offering me something worthy of the guy who I took with my first fucking pick. Like, come on, don't you know? He's like, oh well, you know, I can't just give everything away. I'm like, yeah, I know you can't, but you know, offering me guys who you took in like the the, the fifth and sixth round, that's that's not gonna do it. It's not gonna net you Degrom. Now I'm like, I don't know what the hell's gonna net Degrom now. I, mean, I was talking to Jim Bowden on uh, the Fantasy Alarm show. He seems to think everything's going to be fine. He was just like, "Yeah, so he misses two starts here uh, in in the fall, you know, in the in, uh, in the month of May. Better than it happens now than in the fall uh, when you you know you really need those innings and you really." And I was like, uh, "Really, I'm not, I'm I'm not really a glasses half full kind of guy when it comes to injuries on players." Um, Especially when they let him come back too early and he gets hurt again.
1: See, I, I think that's kind of unfair. I thought this, like, it's easy to say, oh, well, they should have just put him on the injury list right away. He went out there and pitched five innings and was throwing 100.
0: Yeah. No, I, of course he was. So, of course he was. And then, and then he stopped and he was like, I don't feel good. Yeah. But there was no structural damage. There was no, again, a great point. 100%. There's just, there's that that thing, Adam, you've done it. How many times have you dealt with this shit in, in fantasy where, like, one of your top picks,
1: um, you know, goes through something like this? Yeah, I, I it's think like, it's different. I, her- is- I mean, look at Yelich right well, now. Well, that, and I was just going to bring that up. See, that situation is different because, I mean, it's clear that he can't even get, he couldn't even get through more than one game. Now, that's a situation, too, where there was no, they don't know what it is, but Aaron Judge had that. Remember, they couldn't figure out what was wrong with Aaron, Jones, Aaron Judge and then find out it was his rib. But Yelich th- has had a back issue, though, for years. For years. He's always had, he's always sat out a few days. I don't even know if he ever went on the injury list for the back, but that has been something that's been lingering for a long time. And the back issues usually don't go away. Uh, with DeGrom, they had to put him on the injury list. I, I said it. I was like, they better. Just sit him out. Let him miss two starts, especially this week. They only have five games. They have two days off. Just let him sit for a couple of weeks and get right. And, you know, DeGrom wants to be out there. And DeGrom has had injury scares the last few years, whether it was it was his elbow, his hammy. And he doesn't wind up missing much time. So the fact that there's no structural damage, I think, is a good sign. And I think the Mets had to be cautious here. So I'm not too worried about it right now, whereas like Springer and Yelich, definitely. Like those guys, I mean Springer, they, he wasn't even running right during the games, and then oh yeah, he, he's um, sore. We're gonna sit. Like he clearly wasn't right. There are certain situations where the players absolutely rush back, and it was hard for me to say that with Degrom when he's out there throwing a hundred and seemed fine. I, uh, you know, when I
0: look at the situation as it is and I, you know, I get it. I, I you know, I also I, I wonder if you're. You know, if you've got that quote-unquote long leash on
1: him because he's a Met. No, right? it has nothing to do with it, bro. How many times do we have to go over this? I'm not biased in fantasy. I hate the Yankees. I draft them. It has right. nothing
0: to do with it. What I'm saying is, though, is that when you look at the situation with DeGrom, you know, yeah, he had the elbow scare. Oh, but he okay, was fine. So, Everything was okay. So why then is that the, so worried right, about just let me, let me, let me just finish this real quick here. Just pause for a second. All right? He had the elbow issue but he was fine. There was no structural damage. He was okay. And life moved on. Right. Then it was the hamstring and test done and everything like that. No structural debt. It's fine. Now it's the lat and the MRI says no structural damage, everything like that. I mean, we're talking about big upticks in velocity here. This is the third time now where we're being told, well, there's no structural damage. Like at what point do you sit there, Adam, and you say, I don't know what the fuck to do with this guy because at some point the wheels are going to fall off this wagon. It's like, you know, like when we were sitting there dealing with like Tanaka and you know, it's a partially torn UCL that like you you're just, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. And, and I think that puts a it. very strong, like, you know, a, a big question mark on the player.
1: Well, first of all, with Tanaka, nothing ever happened. He was able to pitch through it. So what do you, I don't know what you want to do with DeGrom. Is it you want to say i don't know what I want to do with him either. I think you wait it out. I think he's probably going to be back in two weeks. Look, you never know. It's pitchers. It's baseball. We see so many guys get hurt. Is it possible that this turns out to be catastrophic? Yes. But to me, there's no indication that there is. Yellich, I'm absolutely worried about. Absolutely worried about it. Because he's had this back issue before. And he couldn't even play more than one game. So him, I'm worried about Springer. I'm worried about it's two injuries. Now And he was coming back with Degrom. If they're going to say that there's, and and they did a a thing on MLB network yesterday, pitchers who had lat issues and most of them came back within 14 to 20 days. I think there was one pitcher on the list. Can't remember who missed 50 days. There was one pitcher who missed 14.
0: So it was Jake Peavy who missed his fucking career because his lat was off
1: the bone. Well, PB wasn't on that list, and that's probably because, you know, he was different, you know? I mean, yeah, if it tore off the bone, yeah. I mean, again, with DeGrom, there's nothing structural. So pitchers have had this before and come back. So, I mean, if you want to – look, any, anything could happen. It's, it's, it's pitchers, right? Pitchers can go down at any time. Yeah. But, you know, they're just saying it's tightness, and there's no structural damage. So I would think, you know, a couple weeks off, and you see how he is when he starts throwing again. But I think if you have Degrom, like it's hard to trade him now because you're not going to get a proper return. I think you just wait it out and you hope that he returns when he's eligible.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it obviously depends on the offer that's put in front of you. I mean, there it, there really is because you know you, you there are still people out there who are willing to pay full market value for Jacob Degrom because they've got your feeling about that also. No structural damage. He's been through different things before. I'm gonna I'm gonna get them. Maybe I'm not you know overpaying for Degrom, which is what happens uh, in the majority of trades when you're going after a, a, a top piece like that, and you end up having to overpay a little bit. But you're still gonna get you know decent market value. You should at least um, in an offer. Do I have an idea of what, would I, what an offer would be in my head? No, not right now. Uh, but I'm just yeah. See uh, you know to me I just I I have that that you know maybe it's maybe it's the Jewish grandmother like lurking inside me, Adam, that, uh, that, that, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And I get it. He's been fine. He's been gone through it before, but at some point the wheels fall off the wagon and you're the one left holding the fucking bag, uh, of, of like Jacob deGrom parts that nobody's going to give you anything
1: for. Yeah. I mean, you got to make that decision yourself. I mean, a lot of times there's no warning signs. We don't know. Um, it's a picture, right? So They can go down at any point. But, again, he's shown the ability to overcome these little ailments. He never really misses much more than a start or two. So I think you have to go with the history of the pitcher. And also, remember, he doesn't have as many innings on his arm as other pitchers his age because he was a shortstop in college. So he's he's not like a typical 32-year-old pitcher. You know, Felix Hernandez, look how quickly he fell apart because he came up at the age of 19. And was pitching every year in the big leagues. Uh, Degrom hasn't had that. So, based on the news and what they've said, and seeing him be perfect for four innings yesterday, throwing ninety nine hundred, I don't think this is a major issue to worry about at this point.
0: Well, I certainly hope not, Adam. I'm gonna I'm gonna take your word for it. And uh, you know, if uh, if the wheels do fall off the wagon at some point in the season, I will uh, I will fully blame you a hundred percent. No. I'm just, I'm, you know, I mean, my feeling about it is, is that I, you know, I wouldn't be afraid to trade him right now. Like, I mean, you would have to get a a, a legit package back, right? But I wouldn't be afraid to do it. Whereas, you know, a month ago, there was, you couldn't give me enough to have me trade you DeGrom. Like, that's just, you know, where I'm at. So, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, I don't know, man.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm I'm nervous, Adam. I'm nervous. I mean, look, the injury pessimism, if you take that side, you usually be ahead, but we went through this with Fernando Tatis Jr. Remember everyone panicked? Oh, trade him, get anything you can. This is always going to be an issue. And look, it could still be, but yeah. Tatis has been fine since he came back. Another He's actually guy, been better. Another guy. <laughs> Another guy who people dropped on the draft were like, oh, I don't know when he's coming back. Zach gallon. he came back quicker than anyone and people have made a profit so far. So it's both ways. You know, Springer, Ljelic have been bad. Soto came back, you know, relatively in time. I know he wasn't in the starting lineup immediately, but he did homer over the weekend. So, yeah, I mean, it kind of works both ways. And that's what's tough is you kind of have to make a decision and with the most uh, information that you have at hand.
0: Yeah. I'm not digging it. I'm not digging it, but you know, listen, I mean, this is just this is the, the way it goes and it all bounces in, uh, in in a number of different ways. I, you know, again, I, I, maybe I'm, that's, that's the thing. You're, you're a glasses half full kind of guy with this. I'm a glasses half empty kind of guy with this. Uh, and we'll just have to to wait and see. I mean, also, you know, I mean, I don't get anything out of winning the serious XM league, but, there are a couple of people in there I really want to make sure that I beat and a DeGrom injury would hinder me. And then in, uh, in uh, one of my money leagues, in my bigger money league. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. I just saw. Oh, I think Xander Bogart's got hit in the nuts. With the pitch tonight. It's all over Twitter. That's not good. No. <laughs> Oof. Oh, geez. Man. Go to at Red Sox Stats on Twitter. This was posted 31 minutes ago. Holy cow. That's just uh oh, somebody just got hit in the dick.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw it. Oh, Damn.
0: God. It hurts me. I got a headache now just thinking about how much that hurts. Oh, geez. All right, you know what? I'm going to take a quick moment here and uh, give a shout out to our sponsor at Monkey Knife Fight, while I uh, while I get my balls out of my, like, chest cavity here. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out MonkeyKnifeFight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest-growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps, and you don't have to play against sharks. Which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and esports, too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P. You will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we... Uh, Pay the bills. <laughs> all right. So monkey knife fight. The DFS say you guys need to be playing on. Nice shout out to them over there. I'm still reeling at him. I'm not going to lie. I just, I, that, there's no pause long enough to take after seeing something like that.
1: Definitely rough,
0: bro. Definitely rough. <laughs> no good. Um, all right. Let's talk about some of the other guys who, uh, who are popular on waivers. Curious as to your take uh, on a few of them, actually. Um, let's start off, uh, in Los Angeles. Let's talk about, uh, Tyler Ward. Yeah, it's Tyler Ward. I was going to say, is it Taylor Ward? It's Taylor, Taylor. Ward.
1: Taylor, Taylor
0: Ward. Ward. So when you, you know, it looks like he is going to see the playing time in the outfield for the time being right now with, uh, obviously with pool holes gone and there's nobody there. Um, I do worry about Joe Adele, but what do you think about Taylor Ward um, for those who picked him up in in deeper leagues?
1: Yeah, I think he's a temporary stopgap. I did take him in some draft champions leagues because he was late, and I did pick him up in one league where the waiver wire is extremely thin. He's not my starting lineup this week, but had a couple guys go on the injured list, so he was one of my lower bids, and I did get him. So, yeah, I think... For now, he will get some playing time, but you would think either, you know, Joe Adele or Marsh could be up. So, yeah, he'll, I think he will get some playing time for now, They'll They'll mix in John Jay, too. I don't know why. And Juan Lagares, but <laughs> it'll be mostly, I think, Taylor Ward. So, I mean, yeah, in a deeper format, I think he's especially if you have a lot of injuries. Outfield is very thin, as we've talked about numerous <laughs> times. I think he could help fill the gap for, you know, a couple weeks, potentially.
0: Yeah, I uh I, I needed to fill the gap in uh in tout AL. And uh yeah, it was it was either him or uh or or Larnack. And and I was looking at, you know, and I had a big bid on on Larnac. It was nowhere near the bid that uh that, that that Doug Dennis got him for, 337. Um, but yeah, I figured Taylor Ward, you know, as far as Marsh is the guy who scares me. Joe Adele, for some reason, doesn't really scare me. I, I I watched video on Joe Adele last year, and it was just he really looked overmatched when he was in the bigs, like really looked overmatched. And, you know, I'm kind of hoping that maybe that sticks a little bit, you know, but Marsh is the one who makes me uh, a lot more nervous there.
1: Yeah, and especially with the minor leagues kicking up, you'll start to see stats and highlights, so Uh, certainly a possibility that one of those guys comes up soon.
0: Oh, well, please not very soon. I still have to, uh, get my Eloy Jimenez rebate,
1: which you didn't didn't
0: get it yet. No, I was waiting to see what happened with, uh, with waivers and see what I was going to need. And all of a sudden I'm like sitting here in fourth place and I'm like, damn, I'm like suffering through all these injuries and I'm still in fourth place. Let me make a move now. Spend you know. Some extra bucks here uh, on, on fixing, you know, this nonsense. Cause I had also, I had Christian Arroyo go on the IL. Um, I also lost. Um, uh, oh, Brock Holt. Who. Uh, Mind numbing. Quickly. He goes back onto the IL. So I needed to get some guys there in order to maintain what I was doing. Um, so. Taylor Ward was one guy, and then ugh, filling in a middle infield spot, in AL only dude. That's the worst. I had to, I, I literally, I had to go with Espinal from from Toronto.
1: Yeah, that's always fun. It's why I had horrible. Yeah, I don't, I don't enjoy those mono leagues anymore. Oh, oh, oh.
0: driving me nuts. All right, let's talk about some guys though that in deeper. Uh, 15 team leagues or uh, or even some super competitive with big bench 12 team leagues a couple of outfielders also um besides Taylor Ward Well, we talked about Larnack, uh Kyle Garlic is a name that people are still interested in and uh and Tyrone Taylor seems to be getting a little bit of buzz as well even though he's a fourth outfielder for Milwaukee you got guys like Avicel Garcia and and Jackie Bradley Jr who are both kind of platoon-worthy guys, so does Tyrone Taylor interest you?
1: Yeah, I picked him up in the GST League, and I picked him up in the NFBC main event, even though he wasn't one of the primary bids. Uh, only went for $3, so not a lot of interest there. But, yeah, he's getting the playing time. They, when he has played, they've been hitting him third in the lineup. Uh, I know it's not a great lineup, but good ballpark to hit in. He's got three homers, 10 RBIs, and a stolen base. Uh pretty good numbers in the minor leagues and triple A in 2019. So yeah, I mean he's gonna get the at bats while Yelich is out. So um I took a shot on him in a couple leagues.
0: You know what I did today? Well, I did it this morning uh earlier. Um well I have Tyrone Taylor in a couple of leagues as well. Uh, but I went looking for help at the catcher position. I dropped Gary Sanchez. I had to do it. I had to do it. I couldn't take it anymore. Like I know the power upside is there. This dude is draining average and OBP leagues and, and he's not even getting the playing time anymore. Higashioka is getting it all. So I dropped him, picked up William Contreras from, uh, from the Braves.
1: Yeah. I know he's playing every day and he had a decent week, but I do worry that long-term he's probably gonna hurt your batting average as well. Uh, Just, it's tough for a catcher coming up early on, and they got to worry about the pitching staff. And, you know, we're already seeing a 29% strikeout rate. So I worry that the batting average is going to be an issue for him as well. Worse than Gary Sanchez? Um, Probably not, because Gary Sanchez is usually one of the worst all the time.
0: Just atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. Um, all right, a couple other guys, Isan Diaz. He went in uh, in, in two of the leagues that I'm in, light hitting middle infielder, Jazz Chisholm. Have you heard anything about when yeah. Chisholm's coming back?
1: This week, so report that he was running very well in the rehab game. So it sounds like it could be this week.
0: Oh, I love hearing that. That's um, wow, that'll be a good re add for uh, for
1: TGFBI. Right, uses the uh I can get the Friday, yeah, Friday. entry there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have them in a couple draft champions leagues, so I'll be doing the same.
0: Beautiful. That's encouraging. It's definitely encouraging. Um, all right, let's talk a couple of pitchers here. Tyler Rogers of the Giants. Um, I know he you have Jake McGee. I know that McGee got the save on uh on Sunday. Um any thoughts on uh, on the on how nervous are you that Tyler Rogers takes over his job? How about that?
1: The save was Friday, I remember, because I was actually... Was it Friday? Yeah, because I was driving back from New York, and I had I saw that it was 5-4, so I popped on my phone the MLB TV app while I'm driving, and I'm more listening because I can't watch him driving. I was like, come on, Mickey, man, don't blow this, right? When your manager... Earlier in the week, said, Yeah, we might look to Tyler Rogers. And I was like, No, McGee, please. And he got a fortunate call on the strike three. I thought it was inside, and they called the batter out to end the game. So uh, he did get the save. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, look, you have to speculate at the closer position if you're light. You know, I, I did it with Peter Fairbanks, and I don't even think he's going to get many saves at all. I mean, he's come back, and they haven't given him a shot. And Diego Castillo is due back. But you got to take a shot on some of these guys when you need saves and in case they do. So, McGee's been pretty good, even though the ERA is over five now. I mean, he gave up a, a couple, what is he give up? Three home runs in 14 innings. Um, the problem, I guess, with him is he throws so many fastballs, and hitters know what's coming. He's got to use his slider more. I mean, he's using the fastball like 86% of the time. So, that's the problem with McGee, but I think he should hang on to the job, but yeah, I mean i wouldn't I wouldn't have spent a lot of money, but if you need to speculate on a uh, you're low on saves, and I am in many leaves leagues, yeah, you could take a shot on him. but I did more with Fairbanks,
0: yeah, okay, I like it. I like that move, yeah, um Jeffrey Springs is a guy over there in Tampa who he's kind of uh who's working his way into that as well, but I do like Fairbanks' stuff. What about, how about this? How about for the Miami Marlins?
1: What about my cousin, Tony? Bender? Yimmy um, Garcia's been good. I mean, Bender's got really good stuff, a lot of movement, but what has Yimmy done to show that he's going to give up that role? Nothing yet, but it's Yimmy Garcia. I understand. See, but the, here's And here's the thing that I think, we talk about all these relievers. How many can you stash? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you can look at every setup, man, or guy, you can't stash. I mean, unless you have 75 people on your bench, like why would you stash Bender now of all people? Um, well, if you're, if you're doing a league that does saves plus holds,
0: he's definitely worth adding, uh, you know, for that, um, you know, and then there are, there there are guys, if you're playing in a, in, in a in a league with with daily roster moves and stuff like that, using a guy like like Bender, who, you know, he'll get you what five innings in a week, maybe five or six innings in a week, and uh, and and he's a, a strikeout machine. He's definitely got a great strikeout rate, and the movement is fantastic. Um, so when you look at it, you know, if I'm getting, you know, if I'm if I'm using Anthony Bender, let's say, and he's right now he's at three innings pitched with. Um, With one hit allowed and three strikeouts. All right, if he goes to five innings pitched, right with you know three hits and seven strikeouts and no earned runs, and that's that's as good if not better than a majority of starters that people are are rolling out there uh,
1: for uh, for for their leagues. Oh, there's a lot of guys I'd rather take a chance on. I'd rather take a chance on Tyler Chatwood. He could close for Toronto. Tyler Chatwood. Jesus.
0: Yeah. Dude, that guy gets into a high pressure situation and he walks
1: everybody. So as a starter, he's a reliever. Have you seen his numbers as a reliever this year where you can max yeah, out for yeah, one yeah, inning?
0: Yeah, I've seen his numbers as a reliever this year. It's it's low leverage situations, though. He's not pitching in high pressure situations yet. You watch. It's Tyler Chatwood, dude
1: he might get the opportunity. Look, how many times have you seen a failed starter go to the bullpen and be good? Happens all the time. Who? I'm just, just saying I'd rather take a shot. I mean, you could
0: say his, Smoltz and Eckersley, sure, you could probably go to that. Almost every but almost every
1: f- failed Mariano Rivera. He was a starter. Yeah, for like 5 minutes he was. But he was. That's you know it happens. Guys, you max out for one inning and you're good. Joe Pomerantz. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew Miller, Miller. Listen, a lot of guys.
0: You, you are more than welcome to your Tyler Chatwoods. I, you know, if I'm picking up middle relievers, if I'm looking for guys who could find themselves into any kind of a safe situation later on down the road, they cannot walk guys. They need to pound the strike zone. They need to have electric arms. They need to have good movement.
1: Uh really they need to does, have strong velocity. Does, does uh Chavez from Baltimore have an electric arm? You wouldn't roster him right now. Oh Valdez? Valdez, my bad, yeah. Um saves are Valdez. I mean if I yeah, if I needed saves, sure. Right, but he doesn't have an electric arm, he's change ups, throws 85. Yeah, that's gonna catch up with him for yeah uh, after a while. But and it hasn't yet. Everyone thought that and they didn't pick him up, and he keeps getting saves.
0: Yeah. I don't know, man. I can't, I'm I i can not put any eggs into that
1: basket. I'm saying Toronto has shown all year that they I'm not gonna name a closer. No one believes them. And now Dolis is injured. Romano has been pitching the eighth. Mainly he had the meat of the order coming up the other day. So that's why they use him. So Romano still might get saves. And I did pick him up in labor for two bucks because I'm just desperate and the team's a mess. (laughs) I'm just saying though that there's a chance that Chatwood might be able to get saves in Toronto. Um I mean it could be a bunch of guys, Baraki, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I'd rather take a shot on guys like that, Fairbanks over Bender, who just got called up and I don't see a pathway to saves. And even in a league where you can make daily changes, there's there's better relievers out there that you can plug in.
0: Mm, well, again, we'll have to see about that. I don't necessarily know if there really are. I mean, we'll have to we'll have to look and see as far as who it was. <laughs> Listen, nobody was on Devin Williams last year. Look how unbelievably valuable he was.
1: Yeah, they, the relievers come out of nowhere all the time. Yeah. So, um,
0: but not Tyler Chatwood. I won't do it, Adam. And, and you can't make me. Don't do it, but... Oh, I'm not going to. If he does, I, I... Wow. We might have to have a bet here at some point. Send an over-under on saves for Tyler Chatwood. Why
1: would I... Do, see, see, Why? Just because you're against this. Because I don't want to do it. I'm not a Tyler Chatwood supporter. I'm saying that he could be out there on waivers, and that's a guy that might get some saves. But I'm not putting my brand on the line for Tyler Chatwood.
0: Brand? What are you talking about? It's just you
1: and me, dude. We're not your brand. But when you make a bet like that, you're basically saying, yeah, I'm fully supportive of this, and I'm on board. Otherwise, why make a bet? Have a little fun. Loosen up, dude. Nah, I, I'm not yeah. gonna make a bet on Tyler Chapwood.
0: <laughs> Such a curmudgeon, dude. Have a little fucking
1: fun with it. Right? We're we're talking fantasy baseball here. Yeah, we're, but we're talking, we're talking to talking help a game. People. We're talking to help people. That's why I brought up his name to help people. I'm right. not saying he's gonna have 10 saves and I'm all in. There's why do I have to make a bet on that if I don't believe 100% in it? Because
0: we were just having some fun, but you understand that, but going crazy thinking you're putting your brand at stake here. That's just not even remotely the case. Then why do I have to bet on it then? You don't have to. at That's all. That's why I said no. That's and you're, it, giving it. It. you're giving me shit. You're giving
1: me shit because I don't want to bet. I, I'm, you know what? It's my right to give you shit. And it's my right to answer you back. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're
0: wrong, though, and I'm right.
1: Right. I know.
0: <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry the NBA sucks, Adam. You don't have to take it that anger suck. out on
1: me. It doesn't suck. We got a week to go, and uh, we're going to see a good finish.
0: Ugh, are we?
1: Jesus yeah. Christ. Is
0: Russell Westbrook getting his triple double tonight, or is that the sucker bet of the century?
1: Nah, he'll probably get it. He's, it's, it, uh, two, a minute, two minutes into the third quarter and he's got 12 points, nine assists, five boards. So he's probably going to get it. I mean, it was minus three hundred and minus 400. So the no Bradley Beal, that was the one thing I worried about for this game because wizards have been one of the hottest teams in the league. They've won 14 to 19, seven of 10. Um, and they've been really good against the spread, but so is Atlanta and Atlanta has been great at home. So I just think even though they're only down three, I just think losing Beal in his 31 points is going to be tough.
0: Yeah, it is. I was looking at it. Yeah, because he was, uh, it was only like, it was plus 230 in order for, for him to not hit his uh, hit triple double tonight. It's a record breaker, right? It's a big record breaker.
1: Yeah. Tied I Oscar
0: Robinson, the Robertson <laughs> the other day.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't have touched that. I mean, it's so hard to bet against them. They're first in pace uh you this was going to be a fast-paced game a lot of points back and forth and he just consistently has been putting it up I mean it's just every night his odds for a triple double are insane like I always look at his uh because I was riding his rebounds and assists prop for a while It was always around 22 and a half 23 and a half it just kept going up and up and he would obliterate it every night I'm like ah it's too high I mean last game he had 19 rebounds, 15 assists, game before 17 and 17, game before 12 and 17, game before 21 and 24. It's like, geez, you know, and against Dallas, he didn't hit it 10 and nine. So, yeah, his props, it's been really tough with his props because I think his last game, it was over 51 and a half points, rebounds, assists, and he went over it. Yeah,
0: well. I was just having a conversation with Ani Streeter. I, You know,
1: again, I'm waiting for basketball to just be over. A regular season ends Sunday. A nice 15-game slate. Yeah. <laughs> and they've, they have not even – they have no start times yet for Saturday and Sunday. Wait, they have what? No start no, times for – Yeah, my guess is they're w- waiting to see which games have significance for national TV or kind of how – you know how – Football kind of waits and says, all right, these games at one, I think they're doing something like that. I mean, Saturday, there's only six games anyway, but Sunday, 15 games and um, no start time. So they'll probably put like the most significant game as far as playoff seating, maybe in a a nationally televised game. Although, what if there's nothing which is possible, right?
0: (laughs) Trying to flex games and they end up getting screwed in the process.
1: Maybe, like, maybe the Lakers need a win on Sunday to avoid the playing game. I don't know. Who knows? We'll just worry about it when we get there. Yeah, indeed.
0: Indeed. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go watch Russell Westbrook get his triple double. I got to go put my fist through the TV set because. This uh, Martin Perez versus Jorge Lopez game is suddenly fucking Cy Young against uh, Nolan Ryan. It's a two to one fiasco. Let me
1: guess: you have money on the Red Sox. I have no. I had money on the on the over. Over. Okay. What is it? Eight and a half. Nine. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm. Bullpens. I'm.
0: Yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's the bottom of the sixth. I mean, I crushed it with the Reds. I took the Reds' money line, and I took the 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 run line also. Um,
1: just getting such Game's great odds yet. on the— What's that? It's not over. It's 8-1. It's 8-1. to one.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. You saw what happened
1: the other day with the Dodgers, right?
0: Oh, geez, You know?
1: <laughs> you suck it. You know that? I, I, I just— said, you, oh, Dude, you know the number one rule. Oh, by the way, Russell Westbrook got his 10 assists, so he's five rebounds away from the triple-double. Um, you know the rule, and, and dude, it's not over until that shit says final, bro. Yes, you are correct. It is not over until that shit says stays final.
0: You've you've seen my NBA props, remember? Michael Porter in the first quarter, seven <laughs> points the rest of the game. The pirates gonna get seven runs in three innings.
1: That's the question. Well the odds are against it, but shit, we've seen some strange things happen, man. Yeah, why
0: you know why would you even put that out on me like
1: that? Because I don't want you to cash bets before they're, you know, they, they're done. I'm, well, yeah, I can't
0: cash them until they're done anyway. <laughs> you just don't want me to be a chicken counter. I don't want to be a chicken counter either. So anyway, that is going to do it for us here tonight. <laughs> Good luck to Russell Westbrook on that triple-double. Reds keep pounding the Pirates. Somebody needs to fucking score in this Red Sox Orioles game, or I'm going to lose my mind. Appreciate you guys all tuning in, liking, and subscribing. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.